Welcome to the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast. My name is Sally Harrison. I'm the CEO of the Mesa Chamber of Commerce. Today we are in the University of Phoenix podcast studio and joining me as our guest today is Ike with Ike's Love and Sandwiches. Welcome. It's been a long time since I've seen you. Hey, yeah. Great to see you. Great to be here. I'm so glad you're here. We're going to talk about, well, sandwiches and everything Ike's. I know there's a lot of to your story and not everybody knows the background so let's get into it because um we have a lot to talk about you've done yeah. a lot since we met i think five years ago five yeah. at least five years ago yeah. yeah so talk about what inspired you to do something in the restaurant industry <laughs> not everybody's that crazy <laughs> well so why i got into the restaurant business Oh, I was busy working for other people. Mm-hmm. I was working at Victoria's Secret. I was working nice. uh, Trader Joe's. I was working in real estate, busy not selling any real estate. <laughs> and I was just, for me, it was what could I do to work for myself, control uh-huh. my own destiny? Right. And I figured if I didn't like my bosses, which for the most part I didn't, then I might as well just work for myself because at least uh, it's me, right? <laughs> if I'm going to hate my boss, at least it's me. So, and that was all my fault. Not, not, not my bosses did sure. anything wrong or anything. So, for me, I started making a list. Like, what do I love to do? Uh-huh. And I'd been in business for myself before when right. I was much younger. And I, I knew that if I love to do something, I won't quit when the money isn't there sure. or, you know, if things go wrong. Yeah. So, I made a list of what I love to do. And on that list was feeding people. On the list was eating. <laughs> on the list was bringing people together and uh-huh. eating and being creative and opening up a refrigerator and making a great killer meal out of that. Uh-huh. And so uh, after looking through the things on my list, I wrote out like 37 things. Nice. I was like, you know, I should probably open up a restaurant. And worst case scenario is I'd have food in my stomach and be able to buy food wholesale. Sure. So that was a plus, uh, especially going from having three jobs to now I was going to have to make right. my own money for a, a living. Yeah. Right. We'll talk about why sandwiches. Oh, sandwiches. So I started <laughs> as a full cafe. We did breakfast the first day. Uh-huh. Breakfast, full espresso bar, salads, uh, ice cream, milkshakes, and yeah. then sandwiches too. Uh-huh. Sandwiches was, uh, I guess, the main stuff that we had. Mm-hmm. And over time, though, because the first Ike's was only 400 square feet. Oh, tiny. Yeah, so small. As we started getting really busy that I started cutting things off. So the first thing I got rid of was the espresso uh-huh. machine because I wasn't really great at it, and neither were the other people that worked there. <laughs> but also, when you're coming in and, and there's like a 30-minute wait for sandwiches, and then somebody goes, hey, can I get like four lattes right now? Then we'd have to take one person to sure. go make lattes, and they're gone for yeah. 10 or 15 minutes, mm-hmm. when in that same 10 or 15-minute time, we could have made 15 sandwiches. Sure. So we got rid of the, uh, the espresso first. And then we stuck to that. Then we got rid of the breakfast, but mainly because I was working every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can I put in so many hours. Yeah, and I didn't <laughs> want to be there at 6 a.m. and then leave at 9 p.m. every single day. So I got rid of the breakfast uh, menu. But also people stopped coming in for breakfast or for the breakfast items. Uh-huh. They would come in, and even if they showed up at, say, 9 o'clock in the morning, uh-huh. They were, maybe because we didn't have the coffee, we weren't selling breakfast that much anymore, uh-huh. though they were coming in and still getting a sandwich to eat for lunch later. <laughs> so we were selling maybe one breakfast sandwich a week, so mm-hmm. we just got rid of the breakfast, and then, of course, the salads. That was like, 
let me get that off the menu. Because <laughs> if you came into Ike's and you got a salad, you weren't going to tell everybody how amazing my salad was. Right. So I got rid of the salad. Yes. And we still made them. If you came in and said you wanted one, uh-huh. I just took it off the menu. Sure. And then we just had sandwiches and ice cream and milkshakes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And the milkshakes, we sold a lot. And the ice cream, we sold a lot. So that was the last thing I got rid of. Uh-huh was once the wait got to like two hours for a sandwich, we just needed a new sandwich table in there. Right. And because the space was so small, we just got rid of the, the uh, fro- freezer with the ice cream in it and then replaced it with the sandwich table. So, and now we just do basically sandwiches. So was there an evolution from your first concept to what it is today? I, I'm guessing that some things might have changed. Like in we, well, now we don't, we're, fi- uh, we're figuring out what we want to add to Ikes, right. though from the beginning it was about making killer food mm-hmm. and making sure we took care of everybody that walked in, right. and that part's still there uh-huh. when we open in Vegas or uh-huh. Austin or Houston or wherever, Honolulu. Right. So for those that are listening, was there a time when things got hard at Ikes or maybe at another point in your life, and how did you pull through, and do you have any advice for our listeners? I know you have a story. Oh man! Well, I, there's a lot of hard times that I had, mm-hmm. and Makes I'm you the person you are. Yeah, for sure. If it wasn't for those times, mm-hmm. well, for sure, like Ikes wouldn't exist, right. and also other benefits too. So I had a previous business when I was like 19, 20, 21, and uh, it ended up not working out, and I had to sell my house and sell my car and basically living on people's vans i lived in the back of the store for a while uh-huh. when it while it was closed it was out of business with no power oh and living off of like eating canned goods off the store shelves and then when i got evicted from that place because i wasn't paying rent clearly i didn't have money right. and the business was out of business was that i just have a couple handful of dollars a day to uh-huh. spend on food yeah. so i was eating a lot of uh, value menus at restaurants uh-huh. You know, shout out to uh, McDonald's and Jack in a Box for their <laughs> dollar, menu. dollar menu. Yeah, love you guys. Thank yeah. you. And though it, it taught me a, a lot of things other than like what not to do in business, mm-hmm. though also like how to be okay with life not being great. Mm-hmm. And because there's, a, I think adversity happens to everybody all the time. It doesn't necessarily need to be economically. It could be other areas. But for me, having to go, okay, well, I don't have money and I don't have a place to live and solve that problem or equation or whatever allowed me to become the person that I am now. And there were other things too. I remember going to bed and I'd be sad or think I was a loser or, or hungry or all of the above and crying. And I just had this realization to myself that uh, I broke my arm when I was in six, six uh, when I was six years old. Uh-huh. And I said to myself, well, does my, do I remember that? I go, yeah, I remember breaking my arm. It's like having a conversation in my head. <laughs> and then I asked myself, well, does my arm still hurt? And I looked at my arm. I was like, no, it doesn't hurt. And did it hurt back then was the next question I asked myself. And I was like, well, yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure it did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, of course it hurt, right? Um, But it doesn't hurt right now. And I started asking myself other questions about past experiences that were negative Uh and hurtful. And did it hurt right now? And the answer is no. And so I started seeing that as my experience right then and there, even though it was pretty crappy, was temporary and all i needed to do was wait for the day when it didn't hurt anymore Uh or it didn't suck anymore in this instance and so i started going to bed every night from that night forward going you know what 
it wasn't today and tomorrow it'll be that way. And I said that to myself every single night before I went to bed after that. Well, you know, today wasn't that day, though tomorrow will be. Uh And the key was I actually believed, though, that as time passed, that life wouldn't always be that way. Uh And so, I mean, then I ended up working. I moved to Hawaii for a little bit, stayed there, then worked at Victoria's Secret, and then a couple years. So from there to the day Ike's open, that was about three years from having to sell my car, sell my house, and living in a van or living in a warehouse or living on couches and stuff like that and barely any food to Ike's was three years. So from my memory, which is not that good anymore, but I, I think you told me a story years ago about your mom being kind of instrumental in kind of kicking you in the butt and getting you started with your first sandwiches. Well, yeah. So my mom, I saw, I decided, okay, I'm going to open up Ike's. I made this list. And I'm going to move forward and I'm going to open up a, a cafe uh-huh. was what it, my idea was. I'm going to open up a cafe. Uh-huh. So I go around. Okay, make do the checklist. Like, what do I need to do? I need a location. I need a menu. I need to figure out food costs. I need all these things, signage. And I was like, oh, okay. The last thing I need is money. <laughs> That's important. Yeah. So I'm I'm pitching my idea to people, and people are like, oh, opening up a cafe is stupid. It's the bad economy. It's 2007. So, um, like, why would you want to open up a – you went to college, like, stuff like that. And people were super judgmental, or they just thought, you know, restaurants are hard. That location's not a good location anyway. All these things. And I asked my mom as one of the people to – they wanted to invest, and she was like – Okay. I'm pretty sure she only did it because she was my mom, uh, but I'll take Mom's it. And, and so that. every time, if anybody, if you love Ike's and you see my mom, just thank her because it wasn't for her, you know. Who knows? It might have not even been Ike's. It would have been something else. That's awesome. Talk about your mission statement, your company values, the gift of love. What, what inspired that? Yeah, so on our bags we write, uh, we're about love, respect, and appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, loving who you are, where you are, respecting just everything around you mm-hmm. and appreciating where you are in life right now, but also where everybody else is in life right now. Yeah, not uh, everybody's the same place. Right. And th- just one of the magical things that I think is, so even us, like all the things in the whole entire universe that had to have happened in the ways that it had to have happened for us to be here right now in front of each other, it's just pretty, like if you did the math on that, it would be you know astronomically how did that happen? But stuff like that happens every single day where the mathematics doesn't make sense, but here I am and here I am. And we don't and we don't treat each other that way. And so in the business I wanted to be that way. And and that's why we have the gift of love. And the G stands for gratitude, the I stands for integrity, uh F is for fun cuz literally if I wasn't having fun, I wouldn't want to be there. And T teamwork uh because like I don't know, I wouldn't only be able to have one Ike's if there was literally nobody else. Right. And even then I didn't because I needed money from someone else, sure. from my mom to get it open. <laughs> so definitely uh, teamwork and then so gift and then of love. Mm-hmm. So the love is the underlying thing where if we're just that with each other, um, that's the secret ingredient at Ike's is that we just care really hard and strongly about your experience mm-hmm. and about making food. Sure. And that just ends up having great food and a great experience and I think from the beginning of time till now if you have a, a great product and great experience uh, with the product you're going to be successful regardless of what you're selling we talk about that all the time you can have good product your food 
right? But when I walk into a restaurant, especially, I want there to be a connection with the people there, right? It, and I feel like if you don't have that, it's, I don't know, I'd, I'd rather go somewhere else. I want both, but I, I'd almost rather have that, that customer ser service piece and that friend atmosphere than the food. Yeah, absolutely. I was out at a pretty like highly rated restaurant yesterday and it was also pricey. Uh -huh. And I thought the food was a B at best. Uh -huh. Though the experience from the customer service standpoint and the the experience also like just what they were doing too was like an A to A plus. Nice. So I'm gonna at least give them another chance, even sure. though I spent a lot of money and the food was like eh, like uh -huh. I, I wouldn't tell you to go there. I'll sure. I'll put it that way. Though because I really enjoyed my experience, they're gonna probably get another at least a hundred dollars out of me next time. Very cool. Uh, to, to try them one more right. time, but it's right. only because of the experience. Sure. So I know you started in California um, and did very well in California. How did you get to Mesa? Oh, man. We <laughs> kind of got – there was that location we have on Mill Avenue. Uh -huh. And back – how did it get out there? Somebody just was like, hey, we have this location on Mill Ave, and I'm like, I know ASU. I heard Legends of Mill Avenue. I'll come out and take a look at it. So we went out, and we looked at it. Uh, my partner Jay out here, his wife Teresa, uh, my lady, we went out there, and then we looked at it, and we are like, okay, we'll take it. Mm -hmm. um, the, the location was going to take a while to get uh, situated or built. Right. And so while we're out there, we're like, okay, we'll look at this other location that was available in Mesa. Since we're already committed to doing something in uh, Arizona, might as well do more than one. Why come all the way out here, <laughs> yeah, do work, and then just one. do one? So then we, we found the location in Mesa, the original location, which we're not there now. We moved to Southern and Gilbert, mm -hmm. uh, a much larger location yes. and with a drive through And we were there, and I was like, eh. I mean, literally, we decided to do two locations because we were doing one. Uh -huh. That's kind of how it happened. Yeah. So we made the decision, hey, we're going to open one. Let's just do two. So we opened the sec the the other one. Um, then the Mesa location ended up opening up first due to it was ready to go. Like right. we, I think we signed that and opened it in yeah. less than three months yeah, kind of quick. thing. It was really quick. Yeah. So then we opened that one, and we had fun there. Uh, we opened on Valentine's Day, I think. Yeah, Valentine's Day of 2014. Mm -hmm. So well, that's six 14, years. 14. Yeah. yeah. So that was the first day of Ike's. Um, in Arizona. Mm -hmm. So you're in multiple states now. Yeah, we're in five states. And we're building a few others. 77 locations? 77 today, yeah. Uh, what, a, what a great story. I mean... But I got a great team. They do uh, literally all the work. Story. You know, I was telling you These earlier, I just yours. hang out and do podcasts, right? <laughs> so uh, you have a big menu. How many, yes. how many items are on your menu? Like 800, oh, that people look at? I mean, yeah. if you walked in the store, there's probably max 50 menu items uh -huh. on the store. But you have... We've a, got a, another a, 800 or so yeah, uh, secret menu, menu. yeah. Uh -huh. And what's your favorite? My favorite on the regular menu or yeah. the hidden... Well, so, both, yeah, both, because maybe somebody will want to get something off the secret menu. Right, so I love... The sandwich I eat the most is the Madison Bumgarner, and that's designed with... The, him and now he pitches uh -huh. for the Diamondbacks. Cool. So design that with him. I eat that the most, and I love her pastrami. Uh -huh. I love her Rubens. So we've got uh, the Paul Rubens, and then uh -huh. we've got the Dirty Rubens. My uh, my the Dirty Ruben and the Paul Rubens. So yeah, Ruben, dirt, Paul Rubens, Dirty Ruben, and then my favorite like off menu item or secret menu item. I love the uh, Don't F with Elvis Keith. <laughs> it's uh, and you know you say the whole word out, uh, and it's a. Uh, it is a teriyaki chicken, mushroom, wasabi mayo, oh. cheese sandwich. Yeah. Holy cow, 
I ate that or a version of that 90 uh-huh. days in a row when Ike's first opened. Yeah, 90 yeah. days in a row. I could only afford to eat at Ike's in the beginning. In fact, if we were going to go on a date, I'd be like, hey, I can only afford to take you to this sandwich shop. And back then, it wasn't that cool. Now, if I was going to take somebody out on a date to Ike's, they'd probably love that. That's pretty yeah. funny. Okay, so you have multiple sandwiches, obviously. You um, you also have celebrity sandwiches. Oh, so yeah, we got a lot of celebrity sandwiches now. talked yeah. about some of them, but others that... I, I know you've done like some TV stuff. Yeah. So the the celeb what how it started uh, when I was naming my menu mm-hmm. originally is I didn't want to have a week you know there's a turkey avocado sandwich or a club sandwich, so I wanted to name things cool uh, or, or have them have it be a cooler name than that, uh-huh. and so I started naming the sandwiches after friends, family, uh, significant people in my life, whether they're people that I knew or not. Right. And some of them happen to be celebrities. Uh, we've got a Joe Montana sandwich and things like that. Right. So I, I posted the menu, and then as Ike started becoming uh, cool or busy or whatever, I don't know, uh-huh. on TV, uh-huh. uh, then so, and celebrities would start showing up. They'd yeah. come in and say, hey, how do how does this guy got a sandwich? How can I get a sandwich named after mm-hmm. me? Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, well, okay, well, let's start designing them. So <laughs> we the first ever celebrity sandwich that we had that designed their sandwich was Tim Lincecum. He uh, used to pitch for the San Francisco Giants, and this was in 2008 before he won his first Cy Young Award uh, for cool. being baseball's best pitcher in the National League. And it was basically – once he got on the menu and we put a poster <laughs> up there and he autographed the poster and he designed his own sandwich yeah. that other celebrities would come in and be like, oh, wait, 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 yeah, wait, what's wait, wait, about? what's up with that? Yeah. And then that turned into just we've got dozens of celebrity so uh, cool. pe- sandwiches that have been made either for people on TV or in sports. Sure. And we did one with uh, Adam Richman on Man vs. Food. Robin Williams used to only get the same sandwich all the time. So we named that one after him. We did one recently with Halsey. Uh, we did one with Marshawn Lynch, wow. Steph Curry. Uh, a lot of people, yeah. That's awesome. Talk about Dutch Crunch, because honestly, that makes the sandwich for me. Oh, well, the Dutch, thats we've developed that recipe. It probably took about eight years uh-huh. to get the recipe that we're currently using. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I'm not, I was not a fan of Dutch. Growing up, at, in in the Bay Area, I'd get a sandwich and I'd get the Dutch Crunch and it'd mess up my mouth and I think it was not worth it at all. <laughs> now my mouth is messed up and I really love eating. Like that's one of my favorite things to do. And now my next meal is ruined because I ate this bread. And so for me, when I was opening up Ike's, is like I need a Dutch that will not mess up your mouth. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I don't even want that. Yeah. And so it took a while. I found a, a baker in the Bay Area and we just started working and adjusting and I'm like hey I need it to be sweeter I need it to be more dense I need it to be a little more salt on the back end and just over time so it good. became the bread that we have and then we came out here and we had to teach the recipe to someone in Phoenix and that took like almost two years to get the yeah. recipe right out here because the temperature and the water is different I and remember you basically shipping it in for quite a while yeah and and likely when we move into the new territory we have to ship it in Uh so until we can find somebody that is local that can Mm -hmm. make it with the temperature with the water and with everything else that goes on there that's so cool so who's someone that you've wanted to do a sandwich with but 
haven't had the opportunity yet. Ooh, that's a fine question. Well, I'd love to meet, uh, let's see, it said Bill Murray's probably one of those people. That would um, be fun. James Bond, uh, Daniel Craig, or any of them, probably. <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift. Oh. I'd love to be in a celebrity couple with her. There yeah. you go. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, as we wrap up, let's talk about you're uh, going to be unveiling a new sandwich tomorrow. Oh, yes. In your Mesa store. We talk are. about it. Yes. Yeah, tomorrow. Now, by the time this gets aired next week, Monday, it won't be tomorrow, but people will have an opportunity to go. But talk about the sandwich that's going to be in the Mesa store. It'll, yeah, it'll be on there by the time you listen to us. Yeah. It's Sally's Mesa Chamber Club Sandwich. How exciting! I don't, I don't, I don't know how this happened, <laughs> but, it, but it happened, and it's a delicious sandwich. That's I for sure. I avocado on it. What yeah. else is that? What, what's your favorite part of the sandwich? Oh, the new spot sauce? Yes. Oh, okay. That's my favorite part of the yes. sandwich. It's like a, I don't even know how to describe it. It is on the spicy-ish mm-hmm. side. I'd say like a five out of 10. So mm-hmm. as long as you're all right with spice, yes. you can handle it. It's not uh-huh. like you need to sign a waiver. Yes. And then <laughs> I don't want to have like to smoky-ish, <laughs> smoky and barbecue-y. Yeah. And, it's and then, the, the, then the avocado gets, uh, cools it down a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. So we want to thank you for also incorporating some uh, give back to the Veterans Center because I know that's happened. Yeah. Um, I, I believe Tucker was over yesterday. So thank you for working with the Veterans Center. Anything else you want people to know? Because you've got a you've got a cool story and you've done so much just since we've met you. I mean, I think wh- how many stores did you have when you moved to Mesa? Mesa was Maybe. the 14th store. So that's a lot of stores. 60 yes, more stores. Yeah. Busy in the last few years. How many people do you have working for you? Uh, over a thousand right now. I don't know the exact number. That's just incredible. You know, good uh, for you. I got a great team. They but, do but all the work. So that, thank you for giving back because I know you do give back in big ways to a lot of agencies and a lot of people in need. And I know you're always out, you know, thinking about homeless and hungry, and that's you know that's commendable. Not everybody, not everybody does that. Everybody has an opportunity though. Yeah. Well. Thank you. Well, it's important. Yeah. You know, you're part of the community. You should also give back to the community, and obviously you do in many ways. Well, thank you. Well, yeah. we're excited about tomorrow. We are so excited about tomorrow, and we um, we need to know what the address is. Do you know what the address is? I don't Southern? know. <laughs> okay. It's Southern and Higley. I know that much. Yeah, I go to the corner of Southern <laughs> and Gilbert, and then I'm like, oh, there's Ike's. Yeah, I don't know the exact a- address, but you'll see my neon face there. Gilbert. Okay. Yeah, uh, right there, yes. right off the corner. It's a drive-through. It's a lot of parking. It yes. used to be a fizz. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the exact address. It's though. Southern and Gilbert. Yeah. yeah. People will find you. You're yeah. on the northwest corner, and um, yes, your face is prominent. Yeah. Well, I guess if you don't know what I look like, then well, you'll, you'll know what I look but like when you, when see you drive a face, by. Yeah. You'll know that yes. it's Ike's. Definitely. And, right. and you asked if I had something to, yes. to say. I w- so w- the main thing, I guess, for me, even in just the six years that we've been in uh-huh. Arizona, but before that is is when wanting to move towards what I want, uh-huh. well, let's say I made that list, and yeah. I could have made that list, and then likely other people ha- have similar things, like they know what they love to do, uh-huh. uh, 
but if I didn't actually go and do it, then nothing would have ever happened. It's right. one thing to to know what I want to do. And so one, if you don't know what you want to do, take the time to know what you want to do. I feel like anybody that says that they don't want to know is actually not digging deep enough on themselves uh -huh. to write it down. Sure, you might uh, know what you want to do or pretend that you don't. It doesn't matter. If just because it's not realistic doesn't mean that you don't already know what to do, sure. that what you want to do. And then from there, just make your move before you're ready. Because I, I if I waited to be ready uh -huh. to open up a restaurant, I didn't know anything about opening up a restaurant until I opened the restaurant and then I had to deal with one, two, three, four, five, ten things. And in fact, the first Dykes is out of business now because we didn't do the things correctly with the city and the city closed us down. Sure. And then by the time we wanted to reopen, we were already a chain. So then the city wouldn't <laughs> let chains in the in the rest in the area anymore. Uh -huh. So now the first Dykes doesn't exist. And now had I waited for things to be that, it'd be three years behind and what, like 25 or 60 or I don't know how many locations sure. behind too. And also the impact that I could give to people so because you following your dream is your number one benefit your number one contribution to all of society if you're super happy mm -hmm. and doing whatever it is that you love whether you're selling sandwiches like me you know just sandwiches it's still impacting They're so many people right like. well i mean it, and theoretically <laughs> it is just a sandwich well, and you have there your thing that you love done, to do right? yeah with the sandwich sales that you've you know but that's yeah. only because that's what i love to do yeah and then I went out and did it. Yeah, the day that I opened up opening up a sandwich shop, literally nobody came in. So it wasn't that good of an idea that day. <laughs> now it Things is. Yeah. And so, but that's only because I was going to stick to it. Mm -hmm. And so everybody has that thing. Sure. So just go and do it because you're never going to be ready to do it. And okay, so just in 20 years, yeah. Yeah, Nike. Maybe taken already. Yeah. So uh, make your move before you're ready. And in, in 20 years from now, you're going to wish that you did it today. So that's awesome. just do it today. Well, we appreciate you being here. Uh, appreciate you taking the time because I know you're busy, and I know you came in for the the grand opening of the sandwich tomorrow. So that's yeah. awesome. We want to uh, thank you for joining us today on the Inside Business Podcast. You can find all of our episodes of the Inside Business Podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at MesaChamber.org. Thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate being here.